How was Boston, John? I'm sick. Oh, you got I'm, the pox? I'm so sick. Okay. What is the pox this year? Is it just a flu? It, it's or? just a cold this time. It's nothing bad. Oh, okay. Like, just, it's shut. It's going to shut me down for like a week. It, it's been a couple of days. I've been kind of a wreck at home. But it was post the show, right? Like you felt it? Uh, I could tell I was getting sick by the last day. Okay. But it was like that early sign, like, oh, I just have a sore throat because I always bring a bag of cough drops with me. Okay. Was just too much fist bumping and like. I don't know what did it. I think it was probably the stress because we uh, we ran our usual panel at PAX, and every time that happens, I'm always super stressed because of it. Did that go fine though? Like, yeah, that... actually, it went really good this year. Uh, a lot better than it has in the past. Okay. Still some small technical issues, but it's getting to the point where the the issues that are our our fault are being outweighed by issues that are like the other side's fault. Like just the venue can't. <clears throat> yeah, we we filled up the room. We had eight hundred eight hundred fifty people in there. Okay. Um. So we had actually they started turning people away. That's how full the room was. Uh, we had some resizing issues because we flipped between two laptop screens, mm-hmm. and every now and then, like the resolution for some reason would be completely inaccurate. Like you don't okay. see like a half of the screen or something like that. And uh, I talked to the tech guys later, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't know what caused that. It was nothing on your side. It had to be something with us." So. Hmm. But we haven't figured out why that is. Okay. Did that severely impact stuff? Was it was like the flickering and PAX Prime? The or... flickering? No more flickering. We solved the flickering issue. But uh, in this case, like, we, we played Uniracers as a challenge. and That's a good game. It, it is. It was a game of the week one time. So uh, anyway. Uniracers, in fact, you can only see the top half of the screen. So you can only see Uh-oh. one player. So it was really lucky that the two players were neck and neck the entire time. Okay. But yeah, we don't know why it caused that. Hmm. But yeah, the panel went good. Uh, we gave out Wii U's to the winners, so... Whoa. Yeah. Wait, did someone give you these again, like last time? Nope, these came out of our pocket. Okay. We wanted to make a big show this time, and I think we succeeded. That's, that's uh, our crazy our parents. Yeah, our parent company, the Game Station, seemed to really like it, too, so... Like, the, the footage... They recorded footage. They sent a camera crew to film the entire thing. And it went oh, up okay. On their, went up on their channel today. Oh, so people can go watch this? Yep. Uh, you can see it on uh, the YouTube channel of the Game Station. It'll be labeled like PAX East 2013, Throne Controllers, Runaway Guys. Well, there you go. Hey, that's very cool. So uh, this is the best one yet? Yeah, best, well, best run of the panel yet. Was this the best PAX yet? No. I heard it was a pretty good PAX East, though. It was, a, for PAX East, yes, this was actually pretty good. They had a lot of good games show up this year. Okay. And the majority of them I could not play because they had way too long lineups, and I just never spent any time in the expo hall. Yeah, like Transistor apparently had a really long line. Oh, God, Transistor had like a two-plus-hour line, but it looks so good. I watched, oh, I watched, like, you could watch it from like, on the sidelines, and the oh. main demo screen made that game look really good. Mm-hmm. I guess Dive Kick was the other one Giant Bomb was talking about. Yep, Dive Kick, I... Almost, I right at the end I walked up to him, but they were just shutting down things when I got in line, so I wasn't able to play Dive Kick. Okay. But I backed that one up on Kickstarter, so I think I'm entitled to a free copy when it comes out. Okay. Well, not free, but well, yeah, air, we'll, air quote we'll free a copy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've pre-ordered Dive Kick. Essentially. But yeah. uh, what did you like? So what did you get a chance to see while you were there? I only got to play four games, and one of them I just grabbed because it was like five minutes before the show ended. Okay. So I'll knock that one out of the way first. Lost Planet Three. Oh yeah, yeah, I Which, know, right? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even realize that existed for starters. I saw, like, wait, what? All mm-hmm. right, sure, I'll play it. Because understandably, uh, there was no one lined up to play it. 
Well, yeah, that that second one really bummed me out, but I guess I was playing it all wrong because apparently it's like a co-op mandatory experience. Yeah, Lost Planet Three seems to be back to single player. Okay. Um, was it good? It seemed all right. It was going through a section where I had to fight like this giant scorpion, and I had to use like a mech suit. It was it was kind of fun. That sounds like Lost Planet. Like, what's kind of the look of it, though? Because, like, the first one was all ice-themed, and the second one was, like, the jung- like that all melted, now it's a jungle. Like, is it this still... was definitely, like, Ice Planet again. Like, I, I was, it was in a snowy field. The okay. end of Lost Planet 2, you, you're on an Ice Planet again. Oh, okay. I didn't get that far. I got really annoyed with that game. When did Lost Planet 2 come out? I, I was still was at back EV, when I was at EV. So that was, like, two, three years ago. Three years ago? No, half, maybe even four. Yeah, nine, I'm, I think. I'm surprised we got a Lost Planet 3, not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, may- maybe it caught on with like a certain like har- you know Monster Hunter esque crowd or something. But I remember so many people just being like hating the second one. I don't know. I guess it did enough. But... I remember a few defenders of it too, though. I think some of the like uh, Penny Arcade guys were saying like, "Hey, if you team up with some friends, it's really fun." So right. you guys are just maybe you did better in Japan or something. Maybe. Yeah, but okay. So Lost Planet three. That was that was the last game you played there. Yeah. What else? I played mostly indie games. Like a lot of the stuff I wanted to play had way too long of a line. Like if I had gone to play The Last of Us, I would have. That was the only thing I would have ever played that day. Okay, but it was actually playable on the floor. It was. Yeah, they had like uh, I want to say fifteen demo stations for Last of Us. It was. Uh, the cool. thing that I always do when I go into packs is I I specifically avoid the games that I kind of know I'm going to be buying or mm-hmm. playing later on. Like it's like Assassin's Creed Three. I'm already gonna play that. Exactly. My, like, my logic is too. My logic is too. Like I've already been confirmed for E3. Like I've got my press pass, so I can play Last of Us if it's not out by then. Which exactly. Is- and it, PAX is usually is more of a like I'm walking around and oh hey here's this weird like iOS game about a lumberjack. This seems kind of nifty. I'll go chat with these people. Yeah. So the majority of the games I actually played were uh, indie games. So okay. let's, let's start with Super Combo Man Struggles Adventure. So this was a 2D beat 'em up essentially. Okay. And was this on like 360 or like? What um, was, what was this? I believe currently it's slated for PC. Okay, oh, okay. But I'm just wondering, was this like an iOS game or something? No, as far as I remember, this is slated for PC. I was using a, a 360 controller, so I believe that's at least showing. This game's going to be for Mac, PC, and Linux. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'm looking at the Kickstarter. Actually, I followed the Kickstarter for this one. Mm-hmm. But, so super uh, combo. He's punching guys up in the air. Yeah, it's like juggling. it's a com- it's a, by based on the name. It's a combo fighting game. So like you can air juggle and then like tie people together. Okay, and it tracks how well you combo when you get ranking bonuses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I played of it was very clearly like still in development, but it handled pretty good for what it is. Like it has a parry system in the game too, where you can just completely counter attacks like that. It it handled really well. Okay. The only thing that bummed me out was while I was playing it, I encountered a glitch that stopped my game. I got an elevator, hit the elevator button, but I hit it in a different way than, I guess, what they intended, and the elevator just disappeared, so I got stuck. Oh, okay. But it, so did it's like this game, like, did it sell you on it? Like, are you going to be following this yeah, game? Yeah, I'll, I'll follow again. Actually, I had a lot of fun with it. Like, cool. it, once they tighten up everything, like... Any I'll kind of word on release date or anything they're aiming uh, for? They didn't mention anything. No. I, I was chatting with a the guy there a bunch, actually. I got a couple business cards while I was there, and... A couple people asked, like, if you want to be on. I asked if they wanted to be on the show for like an interview or something. So, yeah, so we might have some special guests on Top Down Perspective in the next few weeks. Hmm. I'm John, by the way, because we never actually introduced oh, the show. Man, we oh, didn't. Well, 
we're still talking about PAX, though, and that was just the intro. Right, this is just the lead-in, so we're not allowed to introduce ourselves. Sorry, I, I, I mean, take back my name. I take it's back just my name. so heavily about video games, you're right, we should probably just awkwardly do that. Um, it's top-down perspective, I'm Nathan, I'm apparently hosting poorly. <laughs> uh, John already introduced himself, Sean is yep. here. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. sick, so that's why I sound super stuffed up. And it's, uh, it's the 30th, is it? Yeah, it's March 30th, so pretty much the end of the month. Um, get Easter, ready for April Happy Fools. Easter. Happy Easter. All oh, God, April Fools is coming up. Oh. But it ends before noon, apparently, so, like, I'll probably sleep through it. So I, I'm i just going to, like, yeah. It completely it's also, like, a day off, so, like, how many people are you really going to be seeing? Yeah. No, it's right. more like the internet always sucks on April 1st. Right, sure. everything lies to you for a little while. It's just like, yeah. oh, there's a new Zelda that's got a motorcycle in it. <laughs> that was my favorite one, actually. That's that was one Okay, but anyways, things. before we... Before okay. We did this. So yeah, right. we uh we might be getting some guests on the show, which would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll we'll see about that in the upcoming weeks. I guess yeah, just because it's like, kind of like PAX games that John's playing. <coughs> seemed like the show, but okay. So super combo is is it like Final Fight like side scrolling beat 'em up or like no? Um, I'm trying to think of what's a good comparison because you said um, there's an elevator in it, so it's. Kinda... Did you? I, d- I doubt this is gonna seem a little off. Did you guys ever play Spider-Man and Web of Shadows for the DS? No. No? Okay. Because that was actually uh, the equivalent of it. Uh, think, okay. Think at Castle... Uh, Castlevania is probably not a good example here. I've played those. Yeah, think it, it like Rune. Scott Pilgrim? No, because it's a platforming type game, too, where you go around like mazes and corridors. But it's is also it like, got, like Batman uh, for the Sega Game Gear. <laughs> Why? <laughs> is it... Okay. I'm not sure if I've played that. Okay, well, I own that, and it's I'm. It's a side-scrolling puzzle it's, jumper. It's side-scrolling. The, the comboing system is kind of like Castle Crashers, where you can air juggle people around with you. Okay. Uh, like completely two D. What? Like, you, like there's no Z depth. Or yeah, completely, completely two D. Okay. And so more like, like Alien Hominid. It's kind of mm. contra, right? Well, that that kind of like two D. But I mean, plane, that's also but... Castle Crashers, like that's Behemoth. So okay, let's say it's got like the Symphony of Night kind of like wandering around in maps, but with like the the combo system of say Castle Crashers. Okay. Okay, so it's like Dust. Yes. There you, there go. you go. That works out. I don't know why that. Dust did not come to mind at all, but yes, let's just say it's like Dust. Okay. All right. It's probably the best comparison I can think of off the top of my head right now. And that's well, wait, I've got is high that... expectations now? Is that like an active Kickstarter right now? Like people can still go check that no, out. No, that one ended a while ago. Oh, okay. Uh, they, were they funded? Yep. Cool. Their goal was like fourteen thousand nine hundred. They hit sixteen thousand one hundred seventy. Nice. Okay. Um. So, Super Combo Man. What? What was? What were the other indie titles? Uh, a game called Electronic Super Joy. That sounds great. Just based on that, those are yeah. words I like. But it was. Uh, it was. It's one of those like. Difficult platforming games. Oh, okay. Where it's like, okay, you'll die in one hit, but there's checkpoints everywhere. And it was like super, it, like the character was just a silhouette. So like Miss Explosion Man. No. That's a, that's a hard platformer with checkpoints everywhere where you die in one hit. Mm, well, you can take a couple hits in Miss Explosion Man if you know what you're doing. Okay. Oh, just, I guess you can take two, that's right. Yeah, it's more akin to, let's say Super Meat Boy. That's a good points. example yeah. for massive. But like your character looks like yeah. it has a silhouette, so he kind of looks like the character from Braid in a way. But the whole like the or whole Limo. game is focused Wait, around from like a Braid. 
or Limbo. Limbo. Sorry, Limbo. Did I say Braid? You yeah, said Braid. Sorry. But at the beginning of that game, he is silhouetted, and then he walks out into the light. No, no, I, I did entirely mean Limbo. That was my okay. Point. Okay, okay. So like you've got like your your character silhouette, like you you platform around, like you can get double jumps, you can get like stomp moves. Uh, there's a lot of like homing missile enemies. It, it also reminded me a lot of N plus in a way, but not as. Man, I love N plus so much. Apparently, like the, the, the Ooh, super missiles and the, the seeker missiles in the game are exactly like the N plus ones. Okay. Oh yeah. Wait. N plus like sequels made... coming out, right? Isn't that a thing? Wait, just seriously? Briefly... Isn't that just like Super Meat Boy? Well, but I I swear the those people. I, all I know is Patrick Klepek tweeted something about that. Oh, okay, I've never heard of this, but that's cool because I'm a big fan of N. But N plus plus. Super Meat Boy is basically N plus. Yeah, in a way, yeah. But ninjas in gold, right? Isn't that? Kind of the whole difference. Yeah, but now Ninjas it's need gold to live. Meat and bandage. Yeah, it's on Shack News. M plus plus announced. Nice. Oh, wow. So that's that's a real thing. MetaNet MetaNet is working on that. Yeah, Electronic Superjoy was like a platforming type game that was in that vein, but like there's no wall jumps from what I could see, except for like in specific spots. But uh, I don't know. It handled really well. It had a really good electronic soundtrack. I uh, I ended up getting like a pre-order package, so I got access to the beta and I got the soundtrack, which is really nice. Oh, okay. Um, is this PC again? This is PC again as well. Okay. I think they're trying to see what else they can get. Right now, I think they're just PC, but they'd like to hit... I believe these guys were the ones who wanted to hit Android, iOS, and uh, 360. Okay. But I don't think they're locked down on anyone yet. Hmm. Okay. And the last one I played was another one I really enjoyed uh, called Secret Ponchos. <laughs> okay. I know, the name was great alone. Well, I like ponchos. I don't know why they're secretive, but okay. Like, just so a clothing this... item? Yeah. Okay. This was... because they wear it underneath their clothes. Oh, uh, okay. I'm looking at their website. That's gotta now. be super baggy, though, man. That's gotta it would be, be super baggy. Yeah. But it's a secret poncho. So, secret ponchos is a twin-stick arena shooter. Okay. So, it's like top-down, like, uh... I guess it's more isometric in this case. Like, Smash TV. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. That kind of gameplay style. But uh, it's an arena-based shooter, so like you can be on teams and you have to take out other teams. There's a bunch of different classes you can be. When I grabbed the controller, I was—I don't know what—I don't know the classes. They didn't unfortunately tell me what they were. But my character was running around in a poncho and a sombrero. He had a shotgun and a whip. Mm-hmm. So like the the gun, like whatever direction I pointed in, would show like a cone of attack, and then I would get so close to characters and I pulled the trigger and fire. I had to keep actively reload. I had to remember to keep paying attention to my ammo and my health. There's and a the, dual joystick shooter. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was really cool. But the other thing was, like, there was, like, places characters could hide. Like, the game also had an idea of, like, line of sight. So if someone jumped behind a wall, even though the game is isometric, they would disappear. So okay. if there's any cover around you and you cannot see, like, behind it, there could be someone there hiding to try to kill you. Okay, cool. So it was actually a really cool thing. And, like, a so lot it's of... not top-down, then. It's more... No, it's, is- it's isometric. Kind of it's isometric. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it, and um, they're they're Canadian as well. Actually, so were the Superjoy teams. Two two of the four guys I talked to were Canadian. Mm-hmm. And Wait, uh, you talked to four guys or th- four four different sorry four different games I should say. I only remember three. I listed four games. Combo. Combo. Lost so, Planet. Oh, Lost. Planet. Oh, you talked to the yeah. Lost Planet people. Okay. The, yeah, they were. Yeah, Capcom was just like we just want to go. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it, the convention's over. We just want to go. Yeah. It's also probably just a PR person anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a Secret Ponchos trailer that has some gameplay interspersed with it. I just watched it, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. The game is really fun. Like there was a ton of people there playing, and it was just mad, 
Mad Chaos. Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually really excited to see what they do for this. I believe this is the game where they haven't locked in what system they want either, but I was playing on a 360 controller, so it's a safe bet they're probably trying for 360. Okay. Or Steam at the... At Steam, the yeah, PC at the very least. Yeah. But yeah, no, these were all great games, and I talked to a bunch of reps from them and got a couple business cards, so we might have some interviews later on. Okay. That would be very cool. What? Tell us just more about PAX East in general. Like, what, what were you doing? What were some cool parts? Uh, a lot of things, like, whenever I go to PAX, I always have to do what I call work. So I have to do a bunch of stuff for Runaway Guys, which is... Oh, yeah, work. <laughs> Got to nail to the grindstone here. Yeah, Notice pretty the much, grindstone. pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so we had, like, on the first night after the convention was over, we did our usual Runaway Guys tournament, mm-hmm. which we have in our hotel room. So we got 11 teams to, like, hang out for... In your hotel room? Yeah. No, well, here's the thing. We had to put them all in the hallway because we didn't have... Mul- <laughs> you- okay, so usually we have... Two- sounds, that sounds so crazy. I know, I know. Trust me, it was. We usually have two hotel rooms in the same hotel, so we have people hang out in that room, and then they come... We call them up. It's like, hey, can you play your round for this video? But this year we had a bit of a hiccup, so the two hotel rooms we had were in completely separate hotels. Oh. So we so had you did to the have the exact same thing, and you just like phoned them, and they ran over. <laughs> no, the the other hotel was like a ten minute drive away, so it was really bad. Oh, okay. But then it's kind of like the Amazing Race. <laughs> that would have taken forever, though. We we wanted to end early because we had a party like a bunch yeah, of people to go being to. Silly. But yeah, so we had people like hanging out in the hallway, and they would hear, like, whenever anyone screamed in, like, the room during the match, they could just hear it in the hallway, clear as day. We were just super lucky that the people in the hotel room next to us did not... There's, like, some couple next door honeymooning or something? We actually knew the people. I I know the people in the other room. We'd done videos together, which was funny, because we didn't plan to have our hotel rooms together at all. It just happened. Mm. Yeah. That's probably better, then, because you don't have to explain to some, like, family, like, sorry that we're ruining your vacation. Yeah, we had a couple people like go to other hotel rooms nearby, and they're like, "Why are you all like? Why is there like twenty people in the hallway?" It's like we're playing video games for the internet. Sorry. So they came into your room and beat the shit out of you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's and what, are those that's videos up yet, or are those you're working on those? Those won't be up for a couple weeks. Okay. okay. For a while. No spoilers then. Well, like if it has been spoiled, if you know where to look, but I'm not gonna specifically state it because cool. whatever. But I don't know. It was it was it was a fun tournament. A uh, bunch of people were just having a good time, making fun of everything that was going on, which was true. Because I thought it was all ridiculous. I kept getting kicked out of my hotel room, basically. Okay. Because that's the room we recorded in. So. Hmm. Did you do any like? Did you do panels at all? Besides no. Go to attend panels and yeah. listen to people. No. I, I I unintentionally ended up in the Kickstarter panel because it was the one before ours. I think Max Temkin was in that, wasn't he? From Cards Against Humanity. Yes. Uh, so was Freddie Wong. I don't know who for that. Uh, is. He's doing video game high school on Kickstarter, but like he's also no he does a, like a lot of those super impressive uh, CG videos online. Like he does a lot of special effects. He's really good at special effects. Okay, what is video game high school? Uh, it is a series he, that was Kickstarter funded about so uh, a high school where like everyone you're graded on how good you are at video games. Like is it like a cartoon or is it like uh, it, live action? It's a live action show. It's actually okay. on Netflix. Oh, well, there you go. Cool. So it was it was an interesting show. Uh, my girlfriend's really into it, and I've seen like half of it, and I really enjoyed it. So, they so were how just, did you just end up in that panel? It was the same room we were going to be recording in, so I was doing some tech work beforehand, and I just ended up chilling out there. And okay, they had a panel. It was pretty cool. 
were there people w- it sitting in that panel that didn't leave when you guys started up? A couple, were... but there were people I actually knew. So was, they they had saw me earlier. They're like, okay, we're gonna help you hook up for this one. Oh, okay, because I wasn't sure if anyone did the whole. I'm gonna go to the panel beforehand, but I really want the one after this. Traditionally, anyone who does that gets kicked out. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. That's Pax, true, yeah. Pax is on top of that stuff. So right, but uh. I don't know, like, I enjoy that. I wanted to go to the Gearbox one, like, one of my friends was trying to get me to go, but I was just super busy, and, like, I tried to enjoy Sunday, which I think was the day the Gearbox panel was. Gearbox actually had, a, like, a Dr. Zed med med machine there, like a vending machine. Oh, that's cool. That's and they cool. had, like, a, a Psycho Midget hiding in it. Oh, I think I saw a picture or something about that. I caught a picture of it, too. I got it on my cell phone, but, yeah, like, apparently the vending machine was giving out stuff, too, like hats. Hmm. Cool. Which kind of bummed me out, because when I went there, it was already emptied. Well, yeah, for sure. They Nathan, also... did, yep. um, because they were streaming a ton of stuff online mm-hmm. from PAX East. Did you watch any of the panels or anything? Uh, no. I, I just was kind of following along on Twitter periodically, but I didn't... Okay, because that was the weekend I was going through Gears, and I kind of just left my laptop on in front of me, so I actually watched quite a bit. Oh, okay. Of stuff, like they were I just live streaming. It wasn't really like the theaters. Yeah, or... they were just there'd be like one panel, uh, like every half an hour they would start one up. Okay, uh, and it was just it's just one at a time, so you couldn't like do the whole thing, but you could see some of the panels. I Pretty much just... everything in the main theater was streamed, from what I heard. I mean, I guess the Twitch booth had a bunch of guests coming by and talking about stuff on the show floor or whatever. But I just I don't know. I just didn't tune into anything. And I heard that this year there was audio taken from the Cards Against Humanity panel. Yeah. So that that should be online at some point. Mm-hmm. Which would be cool. Unlike last year's weird kind of oversight where no one thought to pull out their camera and right. nothing happened. So it was a secret panel. Only the people that were there know what happened. But whatever. Cookies were there. Again, apparently, this year. Okay, Milk wanna... and cookies, apparently. Okay, yeah. I want to ask you this too, Sean. You saw the ending of the Omegathon, right? I did, yes, I watched that. Okay, now, everyone I heard talking about the end of the Omegathon said it was the worst ever. What happened? So, this Omegathon, they chose... So, for people who don't know, I'll back up a second. For people who don't know what the Omegathon is, it's kind of like a the main tournament going on throughout all of PAX. And then, the very last thing, it's kind of the unofficial go to the Omegathon final round and kind of watch PAX end. Mm-hmm. Um... And they have, uh, PAX East apparently does teams as opposed to single players, yep. uh, like PAX Prime. So they had two teams of two people each, and the game they chose for the final round was Space Team, which I thought that was a great dis- choice. And the, both teams got to pick two people from the main Penny, Penny Arcade office so that there was four people on the team playing. Yeah. And what was happening is Space Team kind of has really bad, like, Bluetooth connection between it drops often so they would play a couple levels and then they would get disconnected and it kept happening over and over again right and then eventually one group got to like wave seven and then it disconnected and they were like hey that's actually pretty far so we'll bring the other group in to try and they got to like wave eight and then got like disconnected and they're like hey we'll give the first group one more chance to see if they can beat them or not and during that one they couldn't get far enough and then apparently the uh the prize was a trip to germany Okay. Yeah, usually it's for Gamescon. So they kept disconnecting, and it kept being like, oh, well, we got to do this. we got to keep going. It was just going to like, we're going to do this forever. And then eventually, once it disconnected, Gabe, uh, Mike from Penny Arcade, one of the artist of Penny Arcade, came out, and he's like, you know what? We're just going to send them all to Germany. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which, okay. To be fair, 
That is probably the classiest way. You yeah, could that was the that, that was the best way that could could have ended. By right. the sounds of it. Um, so I wouldn't really say it was bad. It was just kind. Of, it was a little anticlimactic. Um, but it was just it was just super heartwarming to be like that is the right way to handle this. Good for you guys. That sucks. They also though, bought usually, like, the everyone's two teams. Usually psyched for that. Right. They also bought the two uh, final teams uh, real spacesuits to wear during it, and they get to keep them. <laughs> nice. Which okay. is pretty cool. But from the look of it, it wasn't in, like, a big, like, concert theater like it is at PAX Prime. Like, all the people watching were just standing up. Like, it almost looked like, you know, the front area for no, PAX No, that, that is the main theater for PAX Prime. Or, sorry, that is the main theater for PAX East. Oh, okay. Right, but no one was I, I went down. to I went to, yeah, no, I went to the Megathon, uh, I want to say two years ago now at this point, and it was standing room only. Yeah, so that was just odd to see, because in PAX... Prime, they've got like a huge like concert hall, and everyone's sitting down in nice seats. Yeah, no, like yeah, no, that it's like a huge hall as well. But for some reason, they just take out the seats and just let yeah, you stand or sit, whatever the audience feels like doing. Okay. And traditionally, cool. everyone stands up because they want to cheer and me on camera. So right, yeah. But yeah, that's how the Omegathon went down. Okay. Yeah, because no, when I was on the bus ride back to the hotel, people were just like, yeah. So I heard like the Omegathon ending sucked this year. I, it was just kind of anticlimactic because things kept breaking. Hmm. I thought Space Team was a good uh, choice. That's a that's a fun game to play that with. Uh, any other highlights from PAX to bring up? Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, just hung out with a bunch of friends that I've been wanting to hang out with for a while. They were from like the states. Never really get to see them that often. Did you go to any uh, industry parties? No, I got a. Co- oh, I oh sorry, that's a lie because I did go to one. I went to one for the Game Station, which is the company my channel's with. Oh okay. So that was interesting. Uh, Lisa. Foils? I can't remember. Lisa Foley's? She was there. I don't know who that is. Uh, she, she's been on Kotaku a bunch. She usually hosts like uh, our main channel's news show now. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so she's a presence, I just don't know her. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else that would be worth pointing out. Oh, just right. name drop all your contacts. I met Cliff Blazinski. I've heard of that guy. He made uh, a couple video one. games, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, I... I have this friend that always goes to, like, the challengers. His name's Ted. And that dude is way into challenges. Like, he... he every time he sees me, he always challenges me to, like, some random games. Like, Ted or Cliff? No, Ted. Okay. So, we were hanging out in the classic console room, playing that. So, he walked off for a bit. He comes back. He's like, hang on a sec. John, come over here. He's like, I'm going to play Tetris Hack. Like, okay, cool. Who are you playing with? I look over. It's Cliff Blazinski. Mm. So, he was like, he was like, sup? Pretty much, yeah. Just him and his fiance just hanging out. He's like, it was like, why, what? It's like he, Cliff, I'm challenging Cliff Blazinski to Tetris Attack. I'm like, okay. Did you win? Dude, Ted kicked his ass. Like, okay. It was like two rounds were oh, done so in a minute. Oh, so you weren't playing? No, I was watching. Like, I, I chatted with Cliff a tiny bit. Oh, so you were distracting him? I get it. No, yeah, no, no, it was before the match. Don't worry. You were, you were chatting up his fiance. I get it. Clearly, that yes, that I'm Fist clearly ball. the chauvinistic playful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, I got to chat with him for a quick second. It was funny because uh, in our panel we used his name as a challenge. We we asked people to spell his last name. Okay. Right, yes, I remember that. So I I said to his face like like thanks like I'm a big fan. Uh, we actually used your last how to spell your last name as a question in our panel. He's like, yeah, I heard I heard no one got it right. It's like no, they they screwed up on that ass. He's like yeah, messes everyone up. And then I watched him get his ass kicked in uh, Tetris Attack. Very cool. I think even uh, Ted actually got a shout-out on his, like, PAX East wrap-up page, because I think he was the first person he mentioned, like, oh, thanks okay. to the dude who kicked my ass at Tetris Attack. 
So now he's now Ted's got bragging rights, and I think there's even footage of it recorded somewhere. Oh, okay. Cool. Very cool. That is a highlight. Mm. Way to go. Is he not at Epic anymore? No, he left uh, okay. before yeah, Judgment came out. Okay. I don't know what he's doing, but... He's doing a lot of Oculus Rift stuff. Oh, is okay. He? I just hear him talking about it, and he, and he has dev kits, because like, Gary Witta just tried out some Oculus Rift, and uh, he, he was talking about Cliff a bunch, so he's hanging out with them a bit. I also heard that uh, he's one of the people who consider for Google Glasses. I just read an article that he's the first person getting it, apparently. Which also kind of impressive. But then again, I've also been on t- hearing on Twitter that like everyone's getting Google Glasses. I heard like eight. I heard eight thousand people are getting it, and Cliff's one of the eight thousand. Cool. Google Glasses. Here mm-hmm. it comes. Yep. But okay, so that's change pack? the face of Twitter yeah. integration. Should we start like the normal part of the show? Or? We, we maybe sure. Top down perspective. Okay. I'm John. We I'm did Sean. that. Okay. I'm <laughs> we're Nathan. doing it again. Okay. I'm this Nathan. time we're March, doing it live. It's March thirtieth. Yeah. Nathan's hosting. April Fools coming up. Like, oh, great. If you forgot from like fifteen minutes ago when we talked about that. Um, Pax East. Let's talk about Pax East again. No. Well, was at Pax East. Oh man. Well, we that could, sure we was a convention. Super poncho. Secret, secret, <laughs> secret poncho. Secret hotel tournaments. People getting driven away in limos after, apparently. Really? Yeah, apparently there was just like limos hanging out in front of the hotels. Like, working I love like, how taxis. this actually turned it back into tax <laughs> Was it cold? You know what? It was warmer here there than it was in Calgary. Okay. There I was walking go. around in either a t-shirt or a hoodie the entire time. Is it warmer now in Calgary, though? Because it's pretty warm. Oh, no, it's, it's crazy warm in Calgary now. It was great okay. here now. Cool. But, like, the first day Weather I got there, update. it was snow. It was, like, thick, wet snow. It was bad. So you were, like, home sweet home. Pretty much. I was, like, yeah, me and my buddy Josh, he was from Seattle. We are just, like, yeah, this feels like normal. Walking around with your shirt off while everyone's freezing. <laughs> Not quite, but, yeah. Video games. Video games. Video okay. Games. Um... I'm. How about Sean tells us what games he's been playing, and then we'll go to what John was playing that wasn't Super Combo Man and all that business. Um, okay. Sean. All right. Ask me anything about Gears of War Judgment. Did Cliff Blazinski work on it? No, it's People Can Fly. Oh, okay. Um, Tom Bissell wrote it, though. I know that much. Is the story good? Story is the worst part of Judgment. Great. Um. <laughs> How about let me, let, here? Does, let me wind up the wrap of the story for you. Does, okay. There's a bad guy. You want to kill the bad guy. But it's, keep in mind, it's, keep in mind, this is a prequel, so there's not that much leeway. Yeah, it's yeah, Baird though. Is Baird cool? Uh, no. Does the Coltrane in fact run on whole grain? What does that even mean? That's from Gears Three, man. Remember when he's in like the the mall and there's that like ab- he finds his advertisement. And he runs on a whole grain? Yeah, no, because it's like, it was like for a breakfast cereal, so like, it's got this little button you press, and you press it, and he's like, the coal train runs on whole grain, baby! And he oh, goes, woo, and I can't, I can't uh, do that right now. The coal train is, they're very, like, watered down, because I guess they're younger or something. Aww. Okay, so he's kind of more I, Yeah, this, this is like during Emergence Day or something like that, isn't it? So it's like a year or two before Gears 1. Right, yeah. It is a prequel. Okay. Um, I guess the one thing that people have been saying is positive about it is kind of the challenges that happen. That is the best part. So okay. My favorite part of Gears of War Judgment, and I, I'll just, side note, 
I reviewed this. It's over on Comic Book Band if people want to read my review. My favorite part of Gears of War Judgment is the declassified missions. So basically, the game is really set up in like almost levels. Like instead of one thing kind of seamlessly switching into another, the next stage, you get a stop. You get like this. You got this many kills. You got this many headshots. Blah blah blah. And so it's basically stages now. Okay. And at the beginning of each stage. Uh, there will be like a big glowing, like you know, the gears logo, like the skull on the on the cog. Yeah. Okay. That'll be like on the wall, glowing. And if you go up to it, you can check. You can select an option, and that'll change from the basically the start to the end of each stage. And each stage, you know, they switch in length, but they're they're fairly short. The stages actually, like the whole the whole sto- main campaign, I went through all on co-op with one other guy. It took us like five and a half hours. Oh wow. Okay. Keep in mind, it co-op makes it easier. But still, yeah, five and a half hours. Um, and so what these additional options do is uh, they're kind of like a handicap, so sometimes it'll be like, you need to finish this stage in under four minutes. Go, and there's a timer. Some of the more interesting ones will be like, you can only use pistols. Okay. It sounds or, like a lot of like the modifiers in arcade mode on Gears 3. Yeah, kind of like that. A little like bit that, more fleshed or, out. Or, or people like are the saying the skulls in Halo. Halo is another Yeah, comparison. the skulls, exactly. So other ones will be like, there's like a dust storm going on, so you can barely see. And you really can barely see. So it's just, it kind of completely changes the way you play. And what's really nice about it is it forced, because I did every single one of them, because it just, it completely got rid of any chance of the game feeling monotonous, is because I had something else to aim for. Okay. And it made me play in a different way than I normally would. Because if it's like, you can only use snipers this time, it's like, man, I never use snipers. I guess it's time to figure out snipers. Okay. So, so that's actually, kind of a neat way of, like, re- freshening up this gameplay. Right. It's not, it, it's not adding tons of new. Like, it's just all it's, all it's really doing is kind of making it harder and making it, you have less options. Or a lot but of if you're someone like me or? who sticks to, Sorry. I'm going to use the chainsaw all the time, or I'm going to use the shotgun, it makes you have to approach a level a lot fa- better. Or sometimes it'll be like, you know what? There's going to be a harder type enemy in this one. Go for it. And it's just, it's just I, like, I did every single one of them. I highly recommend doing all of them because they're not that hard. And they're just fun. It's just fun to see, like, man, I wonder what the next one's going to be, and I wonder how hard that one's going to be. Were the achievements tied to that kind of stuff, mostly, too? Uh, there's, well, there's a couple achievements, like, hey, you did all of these, you did one of these. Oh, okay. But it's not like you did one for each or whatever. Okay. Um, another kind of interesting thing they do in the campaign, and I think they do it They do it at least two for sure, but I want to say three times, is a couple of the, a few of these stages will actually be, like, you need to hold down this fort, and here's a turret and stuff, and it's actually, like, a a three-wave-based thing. So they've kind of put some wave-based combat into the story, mm-hmm. which is always fun. And that just gets even harder when you put the modifier on, because it'll be like, you know what? you got to do the three waves, but you can barely see. Or we're going to make a filter on the screen so it looks like you're drunk the whole time. Okay. Good luck. And what's really cool is when you select it, because the whole game is getting is taking place through a series of flashbacks. The game, the reason the game is called Judgment is you're being judged for an action you took, and you're learning what this action was. Okay, so the framing so device is, is like a court setting, or exactly. Okay, so you're kind of your team is telling the story of Gears of War Judgment, and you're playing it. So what's really cool is when you select these uh, declassified and additional objectives, you'll actually hear one of the people talk, like narrating the flashback give a little, like, narrative reason of why. So it'll be like, if, let's say the thing is, you can only use shotguns, then you'll hear Cole say, like, we were getting really low on ammo, but it's a good thing we found a few shotguns around because that's all we could fight with. Okay. 
So they justify so they why you did this silly thing. Yeah, or like, why do why are there smoke grenades going off every two seconds? They'll say a little thing about it most of the time, which is really, which is was quite nice. Okay. Um, and the next thing I will say that I really, the only thing I disliked was the story. It's just uninteresting and completely unimportant for anything Gears related. I, I think that's the problem is because it was a prequel. You kind of know how things go down. Right, and because Gears 3 was really nice from a story standpoint, and it wrapped a lot of things up, I guess I just kind of had high hopes, or my expectations were raised. Mm. Um, but the next thing I really enjoyed is the new uh, survival multiplayer mode, which is their um, uh, they swapped out Horde and put this in instead. Which was kind of pissing off a lot of people I was seeing in, like... Right, it is sad to see Horde be take out. I'm a huge fan of Horde, but I really like Survival, and I'm glad it's there. Okay, so give it a chance. And, like, what what is yeah. it about it that's interesting? So, it's wave-based again. There's only ten waves this time. Okay. And it's basically, you are protecting, uh... it's You're basically protecting, whatever, like a hole from... And the enemies want to open up the hole so that they can get more enemies or whatever. So, so you're protecting a, a spot. So tower defense kind of... It's ba- it's kind of tower defense, but it, you're, it's class-based. So they have medics, uh, engineers, soldiers, and scouts. Mm-hmm. And they can all do different things on the arena. So, for example, the engineer, which I, I always like playing support classes, so I play as the engineer. I can put down a turret, and I can also rebuild fences and stuff. Okay. To block enemies. Uh, the medic can heal people when they get shot instead of having to like wait for the respawn the scout can reach higher like sniping areas uh that other people can't get to and i think the soldier can drop oh ammo for people which sounds awful but i didn't play as him so i'm assuming he has a good option because that just kind of sucks even though it's the only way of getting ammo i'll tell you that so he is important but no one wants to play as i don't think anyone would want to play as the soldier anyway um if you so what'll happen is the enemies will try and get through you and damage the thing you're protecting, and if they do 100% damage, you basically move back in the stage, and now you're protecting the secondary objective until you get to the third one. Um, and as you move back in the stage, there's more and more fences and stuff, so it becomes easier to protect, but, you know, the enemies are getting harder because you're getting further along in the waves. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you did like the, the wave-based stuff from Horde, it's basically there. This sounds more it's... like TF2, to be honest. Just because it's class-based? Well, like class-based, and the, there's a mode in Team Fortress 2 that's very similar sounding. Is this like Man vs. Like, Machine? or? Uh, no, no, that that is basically horror mode. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actual mode. It might just be objective mode, but like, you you defend like these specific points, and then like, if you keep messing up a spot, you get driven back to the next spot, and, and the other team gets more time to try to basically take over the main objective. So, like, the, what you yeah, described yeah, sounds I think I know very similar it's, to It's TF2. very similar to that. Or, um, or Nathan, if you played the Syndicate, or not Syndicate, um, oh, man, what's that other S game that we like that's kind of like Bioshock? Singularity? Singularity. Did you ever play that multiplayer? A little bit, yeah. I remember and you were And kind of how you want to move forward and capture points, but if you're losing points, you, you kind of have a few to hang on to behind you. Okay. It's similar to that. Um... So yeah, like, like I was saying, it is uh, it does have a feel of Horde because of the wave-based protecting, kind of holding down a spot. Uh, but there's also um, just some fun switches, and the, I like I just like class-based multiplayers. Um, so that was just nice to see. So I quite enjoyed that. A lot. Okay. Um. So overall, Gears War Judgment, like the campaign has some cool stuff, but the story's kind of lame. 
And you, you, you seem to feel pretty positive about the multiplayer, though. That's kind of been the big thing a lot of people have been complaining about. Like, number of maps, though, did you feel like it was kind of lacking? It is it is a little lacking. I didn't play a ton of um, a competitive multiplayer, though. Okay. Because uh, from what I understand, they haven't changed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played mainly I guess, the survival. Is there any kind of people-can-fly craziness in there? Like, gu- new guns or anything that's kind of wacky or not really? Yeah, like, how far out does the game actually seem? It doesn't go that far out at all. Like, there's nothing that crazy in the story at all. There are some new weapons, like a tripwire crossbow, which is kind of like, it shoots mines, basically. Okay. Um, I want to say there's a few other new weapons, I just can't remember at the moment, but it is, this is not Bulletstorm. This is not Gears meets Bulletstorm. This is Gears. Okay. That's disappointing. Um... Yeah, but like I said, you know, if you like Gears, you're probably going to get out a lot out of it. The story's just kind of lackluster, and that's the only real thing I disliked was. That or it story. just sounds kind of inconsequential. Like it's just it, it, that's yeah, ex- exactly like like I said, because it's so self-contained, there it it adds like nothing to the rest of the game, basically. Okay. Or the franchise, I should say. Hmm. But I am looking forward to you know Gears of War four if they do some more cool stuff with survival, seeing like what that turns into. I'm sure they'll continue Gears, like, I just don't know what they're going to do storyline-wise. I, having not played 3, I have no idea where where that universe is left off. 3 very much, yeah, 3 very much ends the story of Marcus. Okay. Is there any Locust left to deal with, or no? Uh, presumably. I okay. I don't remember. I don't, I don't want to get into spoilers, like, yeah. on the podcast, because Gears War, like, it's only a year old at this point, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I'm, okay. Fair enough. Um, but okay. Gears of War Judgment, pretty pretty good. Yep. Uh, and I also played, I haven't finished it because I was just touching on it, uh, The Cave. Okay. It was a PlayStation Plus free download. Oh, it is. Interesting. It is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I grabbed The Cave. Which characters did you choose? I chose The Twins. Okay. The Time Traveler. And The Knight. Okay, so you probably went through the twins area. I've done, I've done the like the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of just did that one. I just entered into a, uh, into a, the time travelers area, mm-hmm. and I've also done a night area beforehand, like a dragon and stuff. Okay. Probably the most obtuse puzzle was in the time travel area for me. I've heard that. Yeah. But I don't know if you if you like. How do you feel about the way that game plays so far? It's it's very kind of, you know, grab this piece, then, like, kind of with the twins, this really solidified it. Okay, I have the key. Now I've got to go all the way back up the stairs and unlock that door so I can grab this bucket. Then i got to go all the way down the stairs so I can fill it up with some water. Then i got to go all the way back up the stairs so I can pour the water on this thing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of back and forth. There's a ton of back and forth. Which... um, But yeah. I'm liking, like, the tone and stuff of that game. Like, the way the cave is just kind of telling you a story... And you're just kind of hanging out with these. Yeah, just, everything's just kind of creepy, and it's like you're not telling me something I should probably know. Cave, mm-hmm. come on, what's going on here? Okay. Um, I've so only gone through. I'm it enjoying once, it. I don't so. know if I'll do the whole playthrough it again with three more characters. I, I kind of just want to play it once. Yeah, I only ended up playing it once, so I haven't actually seen the twins area um, or the knights for that matter. So you're gonna see some stuff I didn't. But oh, okay. Yeah. I so mean, who have you done? Uh, I did uh, Time Traveler, Scientist, and Adventurer. Okay. So, yeah. Um, th- it was fine. It was just, 
I don't know. I just knowing you have to replay some general areas every time, kind of, kind of t- took some wind out of the sails or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Specifically, like there, there was an area late in the game that I liked, but I don't want to have to do that again. It just kind of seems silly, but. And yeah. even though you know how to do it. Like yeah, I it'll said, just be me kind of like running. running around, so it'll just take a while. Yeah, like me just having to hit all the right levers and put the things in the right places, like despite knowing exactly what to do. I don't know, but yeah, I still generally like that game. I didn't know it was PlayStation Plus, so that's kind of neat. Um, that's yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things that's been a free download so far. Yeah, I I'm, I might just like I mean I have the Wii U version, but if I'm gonna go through it again anyway, might as well. Oh wait, I guess do, do they all culminate in some bigger thing if you play through? All seven? I think maybe there is. Ah, whatever. I have no idea. That would okay. make sense. Yeah. So I think are there's you like another it? ending. But Are you both recommending it? Uh, generally, I'm, I'm but... I'm enjoying my time with it, yeah. So I would recommend at least playing through it once. Mm-hmm. It's worth one time through. Uh, And, yeah, like, I, I kind of wish they did some sort of tweaking to the way the puzzle stuff, like, maybe you could just bring gather your characters together by pressing a button instead of having to run back oh, to where they for were sure, yeah or something yeah. or just a run button but yeah it still has enough kind of quirk to it that I I thought it was pretty fun um I guess if it's if PlayStation Plus that's a good way to go with that cuz you know 15 bucks it's worth it to be it. fair though that game has been on sale quite a bit so far like i think last week it was half off on Steam on Steam yeah like i mean i paid the full 15 i don't feel like i got like you know, ripped off or anything, but, like, I was kind of enthusiastic before just because of who made it and everything, so... Sure. If you're more casually interested, like, just put it in your wish list or something. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of great, like, when you figure out where the object needs to go moments, it's like, oh, I'm the smartest, best puzzle master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's nice. And that's all I've played. Okay. Um, John, what have you been playing outside of PAX? <laughs> Outside of PAX, um, on the flight there, I started playing Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, the 3DS Castlevania game. Oh yeah, Nathan, you weren't here last week. He played through all of Lords of Shadow in a week. Wow. Okay. Good for you, John. I liked the game. Like, it, had, it had been on my playlist for a long time, and I finally got around to it. All that Patrick Stewart. Oh, man. Yeah. Zo- Zobek. That's I mean, I played char- the that's demo. That's a good character name right there, Zobek. And there was a cool boss battle and stuff in that, so it, it seemed like it could be cool, but... Just it was a good game. I enjoyed my time through it. I just the DLC kind of bummed me out a bit, but other than oh, that, did you actually it. play that DLC? I played the DLC. That's very unbalanced. Oh, okay. Very not play tested. Yeah. The, fir- the first the first DLC seemed okay. Second one, no. Okay. No. I heard people saying like you should just watch it on YouTube. Like yeah, the story no, content. I I'd highly recommend that. Okay. It's you're basically playing ten bucks for like an hour and a half each. Uh, if even. I think I think I even knocked out the first part quicker than that. Okay. But generally, the game itself, the thing that's... The actual game itself, great! I highly recommend Lords of Shadow for the uh, PS3 or 360. Yeah, it's like 15 or 20 bucks now. What about this 3DS one? Yeah. You, you... I don't recommend this one as much. <laughs> okay. What's what's going on? What's uh, so okay. First off, if you're going into this thing, realize that this is actually a continuation of the Lords of Shadow storyline. So, okay. if you don't know the big twist at the end of Lords of Shadow, it's going to be given away to you almost immediately in this game. Okay, so good thing you played it Yeah, exactly. beforehand. Because that, that's a pretty big twist. Okay. Second, uh, you get to play as four different characters in this game. Uh, Gabriel, which is the main character from Lords of Shadow. 
Trevor Belmont, Simon Belmont, and Alucard. I've so, played as that dude before. I like yeah, that one. He's been in a couple games. Okay. So lots of lots of this is basically the heavy Castlevania lore game. Um, you get to play through like each of their parts in this one overarching story. Mm-hmm. And um, it plays like a mix between the Lord of Shadow game and the classic Castlevania style. So but like it's try- 2D God of War. Yes. Okay. But but it's trying to be like the traditional Castlevania games as well. Or sorry, the traditional handheld Castlevania games, like so the Symphony of the Night style games. Yeah. But it doesn't quite hit those notes. So the exploration side of it, or yeah, like they'll be like, "Oh, come back here when you have this specific character ability or something like that." Okay. But like each, there's like let's say fifteen rooms each character goes in. Okay. But a room can be as small as just a corridor, as big as like. 12 stories. Mm-hmm. And all that so, RPG stuff's been stripped out, right? The only, yeah, the only thing you level up now is, like, you earn moves by leveling up. Oh, so there is a flat level that goes yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. So like, your level goes up by killing enemies, you get experience through that. But and you'll learn weapons you'll, and stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. in Wallen Lords of Shadow, you would buy your moves based on, like, experience from kills and solving puzzles. Mm-hmm. In In this game, like, that, you get, you just get moves from leveling up. Okay. So, like, all the moves that were really good in Lords of Shadow, like Guillotine <coughs> and stuff like that, are in this game. Okay. Um, your levels carry through between all the characters, so uh, whatever items, whatever level you unlock as Alucard, Trevor has, or uh, whatever health extensions, like, you can extend your magic and health meters. Uh, each character has their own two specific throwing items, like Alucard throws bats, uh... Trevor throws. Wouldn't boomerang. they just like fly away? No, he just he's like bat swarm, and then oh, like he's summoning bats. He's not like like he they come out of his out hand. of his trench coat. The, he's no, they they his actually bat at you. they actually do come out of like his hand or his trench coat. Okay, I guess they're probably like flying with the toss. Yeah, so it's like a like swarm of bats. Around. Like they just go okay. straight forward, and if they hit anyone, like they stun them, and you can just do an insta kill. Usually, something in like the bats, like oh, I'm free, and then just flies in the opposite direction. <laughs> you think? To live his life. Um. Okay. okay well, th- this sounds kind of middling, but it's not terrible. By the it's not terrible, but it's not as good as previous Castlevania handheld games. Hand- okay. So just because it's kind of still going for that Lords of Shadow. Format yeah. is kind of the they say like the final cutscenes essentially. Like, Wait, do you mean Lords of Shadow format or something in the night format? Like Lords of Shadow is the problem here because it's not accustomed to a handheld. Sounds like it. I oh, I will okay. say like the combat system actually is not too bad for considering what they're trying to dictate. Okay, like that that kind of like God of War style combat actually works pretty good in a two D plane. Like they did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not. Overall, a, as good of a game as say, Portrait of the Moon, Moon or, or okay. yeah, Portrait of Ruin. Like and, and the DS and GBA Castlevanias, in my opinion, are better games. This is still a good game, but I think those are the more interesting Castlevania handheld games. Have you noticed any like frame rate issues or anything? Like th- there was some a little bit. Okay. A lot of people were saying like it seems like a game that was meant to be like an XBLA game or a PSN game, right? I've I can heard that kind of well. see that. I can Where like the see assets that. are probably better than can be yeah, played on seem, this thing. Yeah, it seems like they they intended for this to be like on a more powerful system. Like they, they probably just got told halfway through development, "Hey, move this to the uh, move this to a handheld." Okay. 
Any chance of an, any other version of this? Like, hey, it's coming to Vita or something. It'll be cleaned up or no? I don't. I don't think so. To be honest. Okay. Like I, I, I know that Mer- Mercury Steam is currently really busy trying to get Lords of Shadow two out this year. Okay. Hmm. So. Did, oh, what? like how far in this did you get? Like. You, oh, I beat you, it. Okay. Is there like whoa? That's some meaningful story stuff happens. Like that was pretty. Not crazy. well. Sort of and not. It depends on how much that they put into Lords of Shadow two. Like they. Alucard's origin is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple other things, like, showing off, like, hey, the Belmont clan, or have, this is what starts the Belmont clan against Dracula and stuff like that. Okay. Like, in some ways, it's interesting. It depends on how much of that they use for Lords of Shadow. Supposedly, this is a tie-in game to that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, it, it continues the story of Lords of Shadow, so... If you have any interest in Lords of Shadow 2 and care enough about the story, it might be at least worth a try. Okay. Like, I had fun with it, but it's just, there are better handheld Castlevania games. Okay, so b- compared to its peers, it's Compared it's to its peers, not... it's lacking, but it's it's still fun. Okay. Um, There's another 3DS game that came out. Yep. Now, Luigi's well, Mansion Dark Moon. Is it is it good? It's good. Alright. I have not played too much of it. I've gotten through at least a mission or two. Mm-hmm. Um... There was no dedicated Mario button anymore. Okay. But was now Mario a... kidnapped in this one even? Or... No, this one is just Luigi and I think a bunch of toads. Oh, so... they're just exploring a mansion? Uh, or it's, what's pre- the... it's pretty light on toads. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. As far as you didn't mention it, considering... Yeah, I'm going to talk more about it next week. Right, okay. Because, cool. um... you, yeah, you're reviewing it, aren't you? Yeah, so I'm going to get that review out first. Fair okay. Enough. What's the uh... setup here, then? Like, what is Lu- Mar- Luigi doing? Louis, uh, Egad is, like, studying ghosts in this town. I can't remember what the name of it is. Okay. I have the case. Yeah, basically, the dark moon, like, breaks, like a boo breaks the moon. Yeah. So there's dark moon pieces you want to be collecting. Yeah, the dark moon... And it turns all the ghosts into, like, bad ghosts or crazy yeah, ghosts. the dark moon basically mellows out the ghosts. Oh, okay. So you're kind of tasked to go collect all these dark moon pieces, which you need to go through ghosts to get to them. Okay, so the ghosts are, like, spirits are restless, causing problems, and you need to yeah. chill them out. Yeah, basically this time, them. Luigi was like, kind of chilling out at home, and Egad's like, I need your help, because you're the only person I know who's busted ghosts before. So. <laughs> Alright. So the year of Luigi is pretty strong entry? Is yeah, this is really good, actually, what I've played so far. Okay. I have not unlocked the multiplayer yet, hmm. but I've heard it's good. Okay, is that competitive or just what cooperative ghost busting or? I've I've played a bit and I've only played the cooperative so far. Okay, I see on the back it's, I just see co-op and that's all I see listed. Okay, um, I guess the my favorite thing about the GameCube one was just kind of like going around finding treasure, like just coins and junk hidden all. That's yep, definitely that's, that is that still is, in there. In fact, okay. that's how you Super in that's how you unlock upgrades is by basically how much money you collect. Okay, yeah. and you're ranked on every mission you go on. Mm-hmm. It's, so the more gold you collect in a shorter time, the better score you'll get. Like Luigi's Mansion One was ba- very like mission based. Like you would do, you would fight like a boss ghost, and then something would like you go back to Egad for a second, and then you come back to the mansion. Yeah. Uh, if this is like that as well, but it seems a little bit more quicker. And apparently, there's like multiple mansions this time around, like five or six. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So different dark moon shards. Yeah, so like mansion. like I'm on like the second or third mission in the first mansion, but like after like five or six, I believe I you know, go to the next one and go on goes on like that. Okay. Yeah, there's a six, and the last one is a uh, a big boss fight. Okay. Mm. Is it pretty funny? 
It it's if you like yeah if you thought Luigi's Mansion one was funny then yeah I think you'll appreciate this one as well. Okay. It it has a lot of that. Oh man, Luigi likes to be scared of stuff or like is always scared of stuff. Mm -hmm. Luigi's very like reactionary in this one, and he's actually pretty entertaining. Okay. And Egad's pretty funny, and Egad's got a pretty good ring to him this time around too. Awesome. So all right, cool. I don't I don't know. Is the 3D good? Did you? I'm not the person to ask. Sean, did you try 3D? I have. Uh, I actually don't like it in this one. Oh, okay. It's not great. Okay. Um, I I don't know. Sounds like a worthy successor, I guess. I it, a lot of people I've talked to have really enjoyed this game. They said it's a great way to do a sequel. Okay. Cool. So there's a new Luigi's Mansion game out, and it's good. Uh, there's a new Castlevania out, and it's kind of not as good as that other one, but or other ones in general. Yeah. But okay. Um, is that is that it for That's video it games? For me. I didn't play a lot in the last little while, but I'll just briefly go through these. Uh, there's this game called Papers, Please, uh, that I heard about. I was looking into this. Yeah. yeah. I play it. Uh, the Bombcast was talking about it, and I was significantly, like, I was like, that sounds really kind of weird. I want to check that out. Um, it's in beta right now, so it's not done, which kind of makes sense. Like, I was definitely caught up in, like, the basic way it plays, but it doesn't really have an ending or anything right now. Um, basically, you are, it takes place in the 80s. You are a border uh, crossing, like, a border guard uh, between some pretty, like, dicey nations. There's, like, a lot of tension going on, a lot of terrorism and stuff. So you have to kind of screen people and make sure they're on the level by going through their passports and documents and stuff and hoping they have the right stamps and everything. Um, but there's, like, all sorts of kind of wild card stuff that can happen. Like, someone could totally have all the legit stuff but still be a problem. And there's it's kind of on you to try to figure out whether or not like something they're telling you isn't isn't true, but oftentimes you're just gonna bad things are just gonna happen anyway. It's kind of a downbeat game. Um, I guess my biggest like kind of problem with it right now is like you're supposed to be kind of weighing the like personal investment in. Well, you know these people they're just trying to get into this other country, so I should probably be easy on them. Versus, oh, my wages are gonna be garnished. But thus far, like, the only thing your wages really impact is a menu between days that says, like, oh, your family's really sick. But you don't really see your family, so, like, there's no real attachment to it. It's just, like, a list of stuff, and it's just, like, something bad is happening to somebody somewhere that you should care about. But there's no real graphical representation of that or, like, any kind of real consequence to ignoring that stuff, so it was kind of weird. But well, isn't it more just to spark the imagination then? I guess, like maybe it's just supposed to be like, it, what if it was your family, you know? And you're, it's just supposed to kind of tickle that kind of personal, like selfish impulse or whatever versus these people. But like, what's I guess what makes it weird is like the things you're weighing it against is like do have faces, like it's people coming up to you and looking you right in the face and saying like, please just let me through, like I'm really sick or whatever, and you're just like, oh. You know, like, there's someone right there, whereas your family is kind of an abstract concept of a family sure. <laughs> exists in the game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of neat how they slip writing in there. Like, there's recurring people that will try to, like, get through the border. Or, like, a news posting will come out at the beginning of a work day that says, like, hey, this guy's trying to escape the law. Keep an extra eye out for him in case he comes through your crossing or whatever. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, the actual gameplay is just kind of cross-referencing documents, like making sure you have everything right, and you're kind of organizing your little desk 
with your list of rules and stuff you need to check for and all this, but it's more than enough to kind of just keep you looking and double-checking and triple-checking stuff. And I don't know, like, for a game that is essentially, like, paperwork, it's actually pretty interesting. So It's also free, right? And, yeah, the the beta version that I was playing was is free. It's just on the guy's site, so I checked that out. Just papers, comma, please. Um, it, it has some decent presentation to it, too. Like, there's some cool menu music and everything. Um, so that was definitely worth the time. And I played a bit more Ridiculous Fishing. I've kind of gotten into that, like, I guess probably the same slump some people had with uh, Jetpack Joyride, where it just feels like you're just kind of grinding to get the next upgrade instead of skillfully avoiding stuff, you know? Sure. Because, like, yep. you can just kind of buy power-ups that make it really easy to plunge into deeper depths, like specifically gasoline for your Right, so just chainsaw. why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, so why wouldn't you just grind as far as you can, get some money, buy more fuel, do, and, like, it, it kind of just encourages lazy play, which is kind of taking the momentum out of it a bit. Like, I'm still in the third area, I think. Um, right, yeah, this is, like, specifically my problem, whereas it turns into, like, well, no play or no time I play it matters unless I have the proper upgrades lined up correctly because that's the one that matters because why wouldn't that be the best one? Yeah, so it's just like, well, why would you buy that gun because it's crappier than this other gun? Why would you buy that, like, lure if it's useless? Like, it's kind of, I don't know. Like, it's still got, like, I like the variety to, like, the three different things you're doing and, like, the music and stuff, but... It's definitely slowed a lot for me, so I kind of just stopped playing it, um, which is too bad. Um, I think those guys are involved in Luftrausers, too, which is a game yes. I played at PAX, um, and that game seemed kind of cool. You played it at PAX? Yeah, I played it at PAX Prime uh, briefly, oh, Okay. and it's starting to kind of formulate into, like, it, like it's got release plans and everything, but... Like, I heard a lot on Twitter from PAX East about it. Yeah, um... But anyway, yeah, that's it. I, that's all I played. So I guess we can just jump into new stuff. Um, all right. I guess I, I don't want to necessarily take it in order. Like I just brought up Blue Frousers, so I might as well like transition into uh, this Vita story. Um, I I don't know what's going on, but there's I guess just in light of Sony recently kind of pledging a lot of support for indie devs and stuff. Like there's a lot of cool indie games coming to the Vita in the relatively near future, including Blue Frousers. Um, but also, like, Hotline Miami, Spelunky, uh, Thomas Was Alone, Limbo. Like, a bunch of big stuff from the past little while. And a bunch more, too. Like stuff Dive, Dive Kick's getting a Vita version as well. Yeah. Um, that's apparently, that's two players on one Vita. I guess, what is PlayStation Mobile as a platform? Do they have, Play- like, phone games? That's their there? phone stuff, yeah. Okay. The, the last thing I remember hearing about PlayStation Mobile was PS1 ports. That's literally the last thing I remember hearing about PlayStation Mobile. Okay. Just, like, there, there's a couple, like, I did recognize, like, A Virus Named Tom, which is a Steam game. That's coming yep. to PlayStation Mobile. Uh, there's there's other stuff, too. But See, I, like, guess... I was under the impression PlayStation Mobile was dead, so I'm kind of surprised that they're making a bit of a push for it again. Yeah. Um. Just generally, this kind of speaks to, like, PlayStation is serious about their, you know, supporting developers thing, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, and it's it's definitely more interesting reasons to consider maybe getting a Vita. Like, it's portable Splunky, dude. You just play that anywhere. The problem with a lot of these, though, yeah. is they they come out at, like, a new release price on the Vita. Yeah. So, like, for example, 
who doesn't own a copy of Machinarium, and if you want one, it's like $2 on Steam. Mm -hmm. It just came out like two weeks ago on the Vita, $7. Okay. $7 is not too bad. It's not too bad, but but I see your point. I see your point. Like, it's like they're pretending old games are new again, just because it's on a new platform. Basically, The 3DS has the same issue. And I I completely understand, like, come on, it's we're putting it out, new audience, of course we're going to make it like $7, but as someone who's like, you know, the Vita's not my first sister or something... I'm just looking no, at it like, well, keep in mind, what like, are you doing? How much was Machinary when it first came out? Wasn't it 15 on Steam? It probably would have, yeah, so, I think it was probably 10. So I'm sure the logic of it is they have to put it at a decent price that helps redo the dev cost, but at the same time, they have to lower it a bit so they can make like people who want to just buy the $2 Steam version. No, I completely understand the, the having a higher price, but it almost seems like if anyone was interested in Machinarium, don't get the Vita one. Like, what are you doing? Like, you would have basically known about this already like, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, if you're interested in that, go on Steam. So much cheaper. It's even cheaper on the iPad version and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I own a bunch of the games I just listed, so it's not like I'm like, oh, I'll get a Vita and then I can finally play Limbo. You know, like, it's it's been a while, but... The notion with some of these, specifically like the more roguelike type stuff, like Spelunky specifically, like the notion of owning that again and then just supporting a game I like, like that's not bad. I might consider yeah, no, that, doing that's that. that's a good way to look at it as well. But um, I mean, also just you know a new audience for some of these games that maybe are looking for stuff to play on their Vita. And it's just like, oh, there's a bunch of new stuff popped up in the store. I've never heard of this because I don't have Steam. You know, some those people could conceivably exist. Uh, they have a Vita, but they don't have Steam. This could could happen. You'd be surprised. I, You'd be surprised. Who? Okay, I don't think there's a person. Like well, there's the main character in the Netflix show House of Cards, he loves the Vita, so maybe uh, I, I'm, I, I like I saw the Vita. That. Really I have Steam. Yeah. Okay. I I am 100 percent certain there are people out there, probably younger kids, who have a Vita but do not know what Steam is. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. I feel bad for them. Yeah, but anyway, they'll, they'll learn eventually. I, I was, I took heart in this. Is just but for like, now, they're enjoying Wake Up Club. Wake Up Club, yeah. No and one's really enjoying. Awesome. No, no, no one's enjoying they're, Wake Up Club. Unfortunately, they're no, not. dude, dude. Every morning I've been using that thing. People are on it. I have people in my Wake Up Club every day now. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought that you thing got a following it. again. It was really weird. Oh well, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I guess maybe just speaking about pricing differentials or whatever, depending on platform. Uh, XCOM Anyone Known is coming to iOS. And Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, that's true. They announced that at PAX or at, yeah, or GDC. I, they were they were talking about there was a new XCOM announcement. I didn't realize it was an iOS version. Yeah, and it's like yeah. apparently the that's full... a lot of game. Yes, like that's a lot. That's, of that's game. The, the exact topic of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty exciting, but people are kind of like, yeah, the big question is like, wait, how much are they going to charge for this? Because the economy on iOS is kind of crazy. Like, anything over $5 is insane. Well, people. look at Square Enix. Every game they put up there is like 20 bucks. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, will they take that gamble as well and just kind of be like, look, it's a full-blown piece of business. Just pay it. Like, it's worth it. Come on, it's 20 bucks. Well, I mean, it depends on how downgraded it looks. Yeah. Like, I don't, was, was XCOM done on Unreal? I think so. Because if it was, then I can understand the porting, because there's an Unreal Engine for iOS. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Infinity Keep in mind, like, iPad 4 is pretty powerful. They can do some pretty nice-looking stuff. Yeah, I guess. But, like, iOS presumes also iPhone as well, so... No, not necessarily. There have been some iPhone. Because, like, Little trade. Inferno, just this, like, last week, was ported to iPhone, and it's been on iPad for months. Mm-hmm. But, see, I don't know. It seems silly to just do iPad and not... 
I guess like XCOM would you'd want a lot of like room for touchscreen interface. And you so you want to see those graphics if they're good, right? Like it's. it's but I feel like like if you want to hit that whole marketplace, you want to get both. Mm-hmm. Like it might make. But sense like as a consumer, side, yeah. like which one would you rather play if you had the choice of? Both? True, as a consumer, if I had the choice, I'd rather an iPad because it's a larger screen. But exactly, there's the convenience of hey, I've got XCOM in my pocket, I'll slide it out. So. Sure. And it is like if, they, if they want more market share, they've got to figure that out. It, well, it just all comes down to interface. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like the main point was like the price thing, and that's a totally that is a big a question. Big question. Yeah, like when Little Inferno did come out, it was standard fifteen, you know, a- everywhere comes out for five on the iPad. It now was just recently released for the iPhone at a dollar now. Mm. Maybe that's the other thing too. If you're on the iPhone, it's got to be even cheaper. Hmm. I would say that, but you know what? I'm thinking this XCOM game. I'm gonna. My guess is going to be ten bucks because I know a lot of board games clock in around seven to ten dollars on the iPad. I think there's too much in that game to be uh, under ten bucks. I think we're going to be at twenty dollar minimum. But it's kind of maybe fifteen's pushing it. But I think I, yeah, I just because like there's nothing at that price. I don't see them doing it. It's the Final Fantasy Bursa Square, that, but that's it, and everyone complains every time. Yeah. I guess, but like this is this is a big ass game, like XCOM Enemy Unknown. Unless it's like the original XCOM Enemy Unknown, that's a big game. But it's been a while since it came out, so that's what I'm it's thinking. Kind it's kind of depreciating in value naturally, anyway. A ton of I know, but it's not even it. it's not even a year old yet. I know, like some people were saying, like, would someone who just bought this game on 360 or PS3 be kind of like, wait, what? It's five dollars over here. Like, would they get pissed about that, or would they just kind of like, oh, cool, I'll get that one, too? You know, like, I don't know what the reaction would be to that. I, I'm but, curious to see what their plan is with that. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely kind of weird. It, like, It's good news, like, it's just like, oh, a cool game is coming to iOS, but it's also kind of like, wait, how is that going to happen? Like, this is a pretty big... Exactly, yeah. ...big endeavor, but... Um, this is a very left-field kind of situation. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of cool things coming this summer, uh, DuckTales Remastered is coming out. This was announced at PAX. This was a PAX news thing. Um, was it there, though, John, or no? It was there. There was only one booth, though, so that thing always had a lineup. Okay. Um, it's Way Forward, which have a pretty good reputation out there. Are already excited as soon as you said Way Forward. Yeah. Um, Can we... Okay, what has Way Forward done? I can't... Uh, Adventure Blood Rain, Time? That 2D Blood Rain game. They did uh, the Adventure Time game. Contra okay. 4. If there's been, like, a recent reboot 2D-type game lately... Probably had way forward do it. They also did Shantae and a couple of theirs. Mm, okay. Mighty Switch Force. So they have a pretty good reputation for stuff like yeah. this. Um, if, if there's a 2D game out in the past couple of years, it's probably way forward. Now, I personally, like, I've heard about this game forever because people just keep saying, like, oh man, it's like a NES classic. It's really good. One of those Capcom licensed games. I've never actually played it, though. Uh, John, I'm assuming. Is this good news? Is this great? Is this... DuckTales? Yeah. Yeah, like, the DuckTales game for the NES was great. I never played the sequel, but... Okay. Are you a little I'm nervous exa- that they're kind of tinkering with it a bit? Like, there's going to be some voice acting in the game now that... I don't I don't mind. If it adds to the... Like, as soon as I heard WayForward was working on this, I felt at ease because they they know what they're doing. Okay. Um, WayForward very rarely has let me down. Okay. I have Darkwing Duck on the original Game Boy. Wow. I have, I've played that game, but I don't own it. Um, huh. I played a lot of that game. Okay. I guess it's part of that lineage, maybe, but, yeah. Well, I mean, they both had Launchpad in them. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just briefly, like, the few little details. Um, I guess it's 70% original NES content is what they're saying. 30% of it's being retooled a bit. Um, and there's 3D backgrounds now, which are being 
I guess, carefully, you know, See, constructed. what I got worried about was when I saw the trailers and even some of the gameplay footage at PAX, yeah. a lot of the stuff they were showing was just, like, redone versions of the old stages. So I was like, oh, no, don't tell me that's just that. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, like, maybe, oh, maybe they'll throw in DuckTales 2 stuff. And now that you're saying, like, 70% of it's going to be new, I feel better. Again. Well, 70% no, of it's old. Is new. 30% is new. Wait, what? Yeah, sorry. 70% is original NES content. 30%. Yeah, you said it right the first time. John missed yeah. it. So only. So yeah, seventy percent is new content. No, no. You keep original content me. means new. Original game, like the original game. Sorry. Seventy percent original content means new. Sorry. Okay. Seventy okay. well, percent. Okay. Okay. So thirty. So thirty percent of it is new. Yes, that's all. I'm, yes. That, sorry. Seriously, the way you've got that written there really makes it thirty percent retooled. Even means fine. Thirty percent original of the old games stuff content. There we go. I don't know. Right, now, now I'm trying to find the article. You don't need to that. fix the Google's off. Okay, sorry. Wh- wait, why are you fixing... Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Anyway, I'm, so... I'm literally trying to find an article that states how much is new and old now, so... Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, this is the Duck... Yeah. DuckTales. Yay. Hurrah. That's happening. I like that theme song. It will never leave my head, apparently. Yeah. I guess briefly, I really like that movie. I never really liked that show, so... I like that show. Okay. The show was good. I like the film with that Christopher Lloyd is this weird warlock and there's a genie. It's really good, but that's my Ducktales kind of corner. I don't know what else there out there is worth looking at, but apparently the game's good. Anyway, Double Fine announced the name of the game. I was the Kickstarter game. Uh, it's called Broken Age. Um, so there you go. It's got a name. There's a couple trailers out and stuff now. You can actually see some of it. I haven't looked into yeah. it. Um, I guess there's, I think there's at least one or two episodes of the Kickstarter documentary I've yet to catch up on, but I don't know. That that thing seems to be shaping up pretty well. Uh, the art style is much more kind of firm now, so apparently it looks pretty sweet. Wasn't that supposed to come out like last, like in October? No, it's. Originally? I think after the kind of stretch goals were reached and whatever, like they're like, okay, we're expanding this project. Like this is going to be on more right. things. I just mean like the original pitch was. We can tr- we can do this in like three months. No, I don't. I don't think it was ever supposed to be that short of a time scale. Like it was, it was going to be at least a year, I think. But yeah, I could have sworn, or maybe not three months, but I could have sworn it was in like the spring. This came mm-hmm. up, and they were saying like it'll come out October. Did they actually say that? I thought they like a, this was like the very first pitch. I think it was supposed to be that. Would quick. you mean, you wouldn't mean like October as in six months from now? Because that's feasible. Not no October as in last year, twenty twelve. Like six months from when they announced the Kickstarter. That sounds crazy to me because, like, at the PAX party we were at, like that was like backers party, and it was clearly well. Like, well keep in mind, like their original idea was back when they only had the the first goal, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll just make like a small, simple one." Oh right, like yeah. and, and then they thousand. got like millions of dollars, and like oh, oh right, now the we'll four hundred thousand make... dollar goal, and then as soon as yeah, three million, they're just like, "Okay, this has completely yeah. changed everything." We yeah, we should actually. Take some more time with this one. Yeah. Or, well, we can now. Yeah. So. Um, either way, apparently, that's coming together, and that's cool. Um, and then, yeah, not really news. GDC happened. News came out of there, but I was mostly just seeing hilarious tweets and people bickering and talking and stuff. Um, <laughs> so, whatever. But I'm, I'm sure a lot of interesting talks will start hitting the internet once they're out of the vault or whatever. However, the GDC website handles that stuff. Um, but good times were had. Oh, and I guess some news came out of there, like the N++ yeah. thing. Um, that was yeah, M plus plus, and of course one big thing. What was the biggest thing? 
Metal Gear Solid V. Oh, was that in conjunction? Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, Kojima. That was announced at Kojima's GDC panel. You're right, that was GDC news. Um, that, was, that was probably the biggest thing out of GDC, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid V, not 5, V, but it is 5, because Roman numerals, but whatever. Um, there, the Phantom Pain has been kind of this ongoing marketing thing where it's just like, oh, what is this? It looks like a Kojima game, but it's so... Uh, but, yeah, it, it was obviously a bit of a ruse, but not really a successful one for this Metal Gear game. Yeah. I guess the V is kind of symbolizing just a big shift in a lot of things. Like, for example, David Hayter's not in it. He's not the voice anymore. Um, they're kind of changing the way this plays in some ways. Um, wait, Ground Zeroes is still coming out, though. That was kind of the thing yeah, I was Yeah, Ground hearing. Zeroes is a separate thing, I believe. But... I guess Ground Zeroes is going to kind of introduce this open world Metal Gear kind of concept, and then V is going to be an even bigger scale open world, was kind of a thing he was saying. Yeah. Um, ba- based on, like, what I've seen in the trailer, too, like, V seems like he's probably a character in the game as well. There's like, a dude named V? That. Okay. No, like, there's, like, the the end of the trailer is, like, V has come too. Okay. So it makes it, and there's, like, the talk showing a character who's been in a coma for, like, nine years, so it's looking like... New characters. It's weird. Like it's all like about like a Phantom War. Like it is called Metal Gear Solid Five or so. Metal Gear Solid V: The Phantom Pain. Like th- that is officially the name of the game. And that's a coma-related thing. Like when you're missing a limb and you you still feel it. Yeah, but you like the character looks like a lot like Snake. So wait, you keep saying V. Has someone like actually spoke the letter? V, yeah. Or is no it, Kojima? Or is he just saying V because because in Grand Theft Auto, no one says well Grand Theft Auto. You're v. right, but in Metal Gear, traditionally it's been like Arabic numerals or whatever, like one, two, three, four. And now it's V, like and, and like I said in the trailer, five. they were they actually do utter the phrase V has come to right. Oh, so it okay. is Metal Gear Solid Five, but it's supposed to be a distinct difference from the previous ones in a weird way. It's like a revamp. So you're saying they could also come out with a Metal Gear Solid Five? No, because apparently Kojima, Kojima is trying. Knowing to... Kojima. Oh, you're saying sure? Why not? Maybe. But this is the last one, you guys. This is his last game. So you oh, know right. what the last yeah, one he has was? He also said this is his last Metal Gear. You know Gear. what the last Metal Gear Solid 2, or last Metal Gear was supposed to be? 2. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm done after this one. I Never know. mind. I'm done after this next one. Yeah, it's kind of been a running joke. This time, though, he said for reals. And he's going to, like, hope that people will make Metal Gear games in I his I feel like absence. there needs to be, like, a will Kojima retire betting pool, or, like, will Kojima <laughs> stop working yeah. on? Yeah, like, is this, is he serious this time? I don't know. There's a fire whale in it. That was still great. Um, the trailer, like the fire video- whale. I saw a fire like unicorn or Pegasus. What? But th- there's a giant whale that, like bit that helicopter. Wasn't that a whale? Did we watch different trailers? I, w- I saw like is this metal I saw like, rising? Because like, I saw like a dude riding a horse that was on fire and the guy who looks like snake shooting a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, no, and- I saw that stuff. But there was also like footage from what was originally the Phantom Pain trailer, where just this giant fiery thing. Like, it's basically just an explosion happens, but there's, like, a whale shape in it. It's really weird. So it's Child of Eden. Yeah, it's kind of like yes. Doomsday it's the, it's Child of Eden. It's the whale Eden. phoenix. It's awesome. But anyway. Um, I just I just want more Kojima headquarter staff photos. <laughs> like them standing <laughs> on top that, of the building somewhere. That picture was somewhere. pretty good. Them standing on, yeah, at their building. That picture was pretty good. sweet leather jackets with so much <laughs> lens flare going yeah. on. Um, maybe more of those will come out of this, but so, thus far it's just been gameplay footage and trailers and stuff. They played that garbage song everyone's excited about right now. Um, is that like a new song or is it I have no idea. Or? I really don't know. I just I didn't even realize it was garbage until I heard the end. I'm like, this the singer sounds familiar, and then I saw like the end credits. I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah, 
people were pretty up on well, that like trailer. even like the the song even like sounds like a song you'd hear in Metal Gear Solid Three, which was weirding me out because mm-hmm. it had like that that classical guitar style that they used in a lot of the songs in three. Mm-hmm. It was a nice trailer. Like I enjoyed watching it, but th- there was also just footage of dude crawling around. Like there's a lot of crawling yeah. in this game, at least in the introductory what, bit. What did you guys think of the Fox engine? Which was the big thing they're pushing with this game. I mean, it looks really slick, and they keep saying, like, dude, this is, like, capable on PS3 and 360. Like, this is coming out and everything. I'm just like, are you serious? Because it looks pretty... I don't know. But, yeah. I don't know. What, do you think it looked lackluster? Or I thought it looked pretty sweet. I think the character, the people look really good. Like, I wouldn't go, like, as super realistic as people were thinking when they thought that Joaquim Phoenix guy was fake. Okay. Joaquin Phoenix is in it? What? Or, no, no, sorry, like, they're... Who was the guy who heads up Moby Dick Studios? Remember there was like a whole... Like, oh, weird, like meta- that bandaged meta-game? up dude or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, people were thinking like he was probably CG because Kojima likes to fuck with people. And this, like, the Fox engine could push graphics similar to that. It was like this weird conspiracy theory for a while. It was it was dumb, Okay. it was funny. Yeah. I did see, like, there was an interview with Jeff Keighley did with that bandaged up guy. Or exactly. People were thinking the bandaged up guy was CG. No, no, no. That's pushed that's, through the Fox engine. Like, that's that's what people. No, were, that on. was a conspiracy that was going around for a while. Okay. Uh, no, I it didn't was, think it looked it like. It was really funny how ridiculous it was getting. Yeah, like I didn't mistake what I was seeing for real ever. It was just like that looks like a slick, you know, HD video game. That's cool. Yeah. Like, there's exactly. cool fire in it and whatever. But anyway, okay. Metal Gear stuff's happening. I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, you're right. That was probably the biggest news bulletin out of GDC, but there, there was other little stuff around the fringes of it. Uh, the internet's full of news. Check it out. Let's go on to questions, though. There's only a few. Emails! Yeah. Uh, so first one's from Allison. No. It's always emails to me. Okay. This, some of them are, to be fair, but I don't know if these ones are. Um, They're not. This okay, is th- these are tweets. Uh, Twitters! T- yeah, at TDP Podcast. Well, hey, you know what? If people want to send in questions, where can they uh, They can send the, uh, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, or the Facebook page, which is just Top Down Perspective, or you could email us at topdownperspective at gmail.com. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay, this is from Allison. Ever notice that most movies are old ones being remade? Are the 80s coming back? I guess this is probably in yes. reference to stuff like The Thing is the main one. Robocop's coming out soon. Total Recall. Robocop, new Total Recall happened. I don't see This isn't really a new That was thing. early 90s. No. Uh, that's the thing, the, yeah. It, I guess it happened for we years. We just remake right? things whenever we can. But, the, the, like, it... It's kind of, there's always been remakes. It's just, this is yeah, our generation. Yeah. It's not that the 80s it. are coming back, it's that retro is always in. Yeah. So it's like, uh, hey, what what happened 20 or 30 years ago? Let's do that again. Like, the, the Ben-Hur, the one everyone talks about, that was actually technically a remake. You know, Maltese Falcon, there's like three different... Isn't there a rumor that they're redoing that movie as well? You know, why not? It's been like six like I, six I years. believe they are also redoing Ben-Hur. It's awesome. It's been, it's been a while. So this is going to be a remake of a remake. Yeah. Like, you know, get the new Charlton Heston. Hollywood is officially bankrupt. Well, you just got Create, you creatively bankrupt. Put out more stuff? Just keep doing it. I, I don't know. It definitely seems like it happens faster than it used to. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'm just crazy, but, like, I was actually thinking gonna... through this. Okay, what things from the 90s have we seen remade so far? Uh, Well, Total Recall is technically 1990. Um, oh, okay. I thought that was 89. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it, do you, like, count, like, sequels that are basically just tributes, like Predators... You know, it's like Predator 2, and then you got Predators, but Predators is basically just Predator 1. It's not 90s, but we just got a reboot of Spider-Man. Spider-Man, for me, was, like, the best illustration of how quickly it happens now, because it's like, hey, how long has it been? Like, 12 years? All right, let's just start all over. Has it been that long since Spider-Man 3? Well, no, since Spider-Man 3, it's been, like, five. It was, like, five. It was 2007, and then it's just like, all right, 
let's just start the story over again. Here we go. There's this kid, and he gets bit by a spider. How many times can we kill Uncle Ben? Yeah, and like, you know, Batman, it's like 1990, you have, like, Tim Burton's movie. Uh, 97 or 98, you have Batman Robin, and then, yeah, seven years later, hey, Batman's well, parents no, no, got no, killed. No, 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 Batman and Robin technically still goes along with that. I know, movie. I know, so that's part of the first series, so that, again, like, seven years later, hey, let's start over, you know, Joker shoots Oh, okay, yeah. I see what you mean, yeah. Or, okay, you so know, yeah, his Bat- parents Batman begins. Yeah, 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 like, which is fine, because in, like, a lot of ways, those movies, like, some of the remakes are better, they were, like, the new takes on it, it's like, oh, well, people mm-hmm. love Dark Knight, you know, it's one of their favorite movies. No yeah, I guess we're getting Man of Steel this year as well. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but maybe it'll be cool. That looks like it might be all right. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, it. I, I don't get as irritated as people with, like, oh, you know, create, I run out of creative stuff. Because, like, for me, here's what I do. I look back. The Renaissance, people were all really excited about a thousand-year-old literature, right? They're like, hey, the classics, Greek literature. But that's remakes, right? They're alluding to stuff. It just took a long time. Are you saying this is a Hollywood renaissance? Are you, are you literally saying right now this Maybe. is a Hollywood renaissance? But I'm saying there's like so many renaissances. Nathan, are you literally saying this? Maybe. And I'm just oh proposing as a theory that maybe there's like so many renaissances we just don't even notice they're happening anymore. It's just old so hat. So we're in a perpetual renaissance. Well, because allusions to stuff that came before. Reiterating stuff. I'm not saying Nathan, it's Nathan, are, are you mind freaking right now? A little bit. A little bit. I don't know. Okay. Like, pop culture's this... You know that snake that's eating the other snake? It's like that. Yeah. Anyway. It's a, a no Mobius strip? Yeah. No, that's an infinite... Whatever. Um, 80, yes, the 80s are coming back, but that's just because it's been... The kids of the 80s are now making movies, and they're remaking movies they thought were cool. So, there you go. Well, and also from, like, a marketing standpoint, we know there's an audience for yeah, this. Yeah, there's an established audience sure, that so. knows the thing. Just by dropping the name. So, yeah, like, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. What? Star Wars 7. J.J. Abrams. Ah. Okay, to be fair, like, Star Wars has been going for a long time. I know, but it had, like, a 16-year break, and then people were pissed, and now it's been, Is like, that... eight years. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying wait another eight years, and then we can have Episode 7? Right. Like, I'm just looking forward to that Lord of the Rings remake, man. It's gonna be awesome. Just do it again. Oh, please don't. I'm just joking. God, I hope... The I... Hobbit's bad enough. Hobbit's good, though. Hobbit was good. What are you talking Three about? Three movies for The Hobbit? Well, that's that's a lot of movies, but it, I enjoyed that. Reading story. that book again, though, there's some stuff that happens. Three movies worth? Like, it, like literally, after watching the first one, it seemed like the second one's going to cover everything else. The second one will bring... Yeah, it might bring you up to, like, the Battle of the Five Armies, but that battle is so big, you almost want its own movie. You know? I you know what I'll I'll reserve my judgment for when the other two come out. Yeah, but it almost seems unnecessary to me. It, uh, I don't know. I like after I just read it again. I, after doing that, I was just like, you know, if they put in all this necromancer stuff, which Gandalf kind of alludes to, like that's some cool stuff. I'm into that. But yeah, all right. Um, John, you're an expert on difficult level games, even though you hate them. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, apparently. Any tips for me, because I want to take on Critical Fire Emblem. So, hard difficulty mode, Fire Emblem. I, I assume hardest difficulty, because when you meet the game, you unlock a new difficulty. Yeah, yeah. Um, Any tips for going through hardcore Fire uh, Emblem? Pray. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess, well, I, I just yeah, hope. Just, yeah. No, no, here's the thing. Like, Make sure, in, in the case of Fire Emblem... You always have people partnered up. Mm-hmm. That you get your social links as high as you can. Okay. Yeah. 
grind because you can grind. Yeah, now. grinding is a good idea. If you don't want to grind, which I recommend against, you might, you're probably going to want to grind at least a little bit. Like if this was a different Fire Emblem game and you can't grind. Yeah. Um, keep your troops together as much as you can. Always fight in bottlenecks wherever you can find one. Yeah. So like, try make sure you put yourself in positions where your characters can get atta- be attacked as few times as possible. Always make sure you have like powerful equipment and ways to heal yourself or a healer around. And just play strategically, really. Like, you can outthink the game. You just have to be careful who you pair up with. Like, don't send like your weak troops off by themselves. Make sure they're always paired with someone even stronger. Don't just needlessly sacrifice characters, basically. Do you ever do the one, you know when you put the characters, like, together in the same space? Mm -hmm. Do you ever do that? What, just put them in, like, a group? Yeah, like, not next to each other, but, like, combine them. Yeah, I do that all the time. I never do that. That that gives them, like, even bigger boosts. Oh. Like, literally, if if you do that, like, especially, I'll use Krom, for example. If I pair him up with his wife... He gets almost plus 10 to every stat and plus 1 to movement. Yeah. No, I definitely don't do that. Yeah, no, dude, that that's that's the thing you do, man. Because in the other Fire Emblem games, the only thing that did was you could carry someone like Awakening. Yeah, no, that, that was the big thing they added in Awakening, I believe. And it might have been in Radiant right. Dawn. But, yeah, that was the big thing. Like, you pair them together, they get stat boosts, and it uh, ups... Okay, no, I've just been doing, like, the side-by-sides. Yeah. It also ups the rate of uh, defenses and attacks, I believe. Or double cool. attacks. Cool, cool. Okay. Um, Alright, I guess once again, TV podcast, uh, top number six of a Gmail. Games of the week? Do you want to do that? Games of the Luigi's week. Mansion. Okay. Dark Moon. Luigi's Mansion, mm-hmm. Dark Moon, in, the- in theaters now. In Whatever. theaters now. Yeah. Luigi. Yeah, you know what, to be fair, I saw a commercial for Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon in a theater. I think I did too. I was seeing The Crude. I think I did. Which was I not bad. I saw Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful. Okay. I did not see okay. it. Okay, it was alright. No, I've seen Oz. I haven't seen that trailer oh, okay. in front of it. I don't know if it was in front of it or if it was just, like, the commercials beforehand. Okay. Um, but, okay, so Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Sean, what is, what is your game? Uh, Gears of War Judgment. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Papers, Please, even though it's not, like, done. Just Can can I state something now that we've all listed what our games was for this week? Yeah. How did none of us play Bioshock Infinite? I know. I, I, I think I'm at this point I'm going to just wait until school's done because it's, like, two more weeks. But I might end up caving at some point. Just I have a my copy. My do. copy's staring at me right now, and the only reason I'm not doing it is because I have to try to get some videos edited tonight. I'm reviewing another game, and I just got two off. Of okay, you. Mm, true. Um, but I also might be getting a copy of Bioshock Infinite this weekend as well. Yeah, so I've like, definitely I've, heard. I've heard nothing things. but praise for this game, and I love yeah. the original Bioshock. <laughs> I, I I did read one review that was a little more like eh, it was quarter to three, but that's kind of what they're known for. But they were still really like a lot of it, so. I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'm curious, but yeah, Disney cool. Princess Escort game. But right. with I, I'm I'll see if I can actually play Infinite for next week at least a bit. Okay. Because I didn't have my 360 hooked up because I brought it with me for the panel. Yeah. But now I had to hook it up for videos. So. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. We'll n- see. Just we should acknowledge like yes, we are aware that game came out and it's apparently really really good. But we just haven't played it yet. So. Literally, the the stack of games uh, in front of me right now to play is making me cry. Like you're actually crying right now? Yeah. So this is this right is tears. Right now, jeez. Okay. Well, just <coughs> it's, it's good stuff though. Like, it's, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm looking like I have Tomb Raider, Gears, Bioshock, 
just, and I just took your DMC. Yeah, and you just took DMC and Rising Revengeance, which were two other games on that pile. Mm-hmm. Revengeance is like already forty bucks. Just like heads up. What? Yeah, weird, right? I was in a store today. I was just like, oh, oh hmm. that's depressing. That's kind of weird. That game was good. Big console games. They're just, I don't know, dipping. <sighs> All right, let's wrap okay, this up. Okay, right. that's, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, see you in April. Bye. Oh wow, yeah. I keep forgetting to say. I know. Things. That's why. That's why I'm saying school's almost over. But anyway, okay. That's it. Go play video games. They're coming out. Don't study for finals or anything. No. Well. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that worried. If I've learned anything from school, it's don't study for finals. Yeah. Don't worry. You about should it. actually study for finals. Yeah, I guess brush up a little bit. But okay. Anyway. All right. Bye.